We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. How are you? Are you well? You good? It's good to see you today. And uh, we've been talking about, my name's Ben, by the way, if we haven't met, I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, we've been talking about encounters with God. Uh, all throughout the Bible, there's people encountering God. And we do it uh, the same today. We, we grow in our understanding of God, but we also experience encounter God. And we've talked about Adam and Eve. We talked about and in, in Isaiah. We've, we're, we're unpacking. And today we're going to talk about Pentecost and the day 50 days after Easter where the Holy Spirit came upon. And uh, there's all sorts of different churches and flavours of church. I like to call it flavours. It's like an ice cream shop. There's all sorts of different flavours at church. And all the different flavours, they do things differently and they all believe the same core things, but they might express things differently. And, and one of those differences comes in the Holy Spirit in a lot of the maybe more traditional churches and this and that. And, and, uh, and let me tell you, even in Pentecostal circles, it even has different flavours. And so uh, what I, whatever flavour you are, there's a few different flavours here today. And uh, whatever flavour you are, whatever you think or don't think about the Holy Spirit, if you don't even know what the Holy Spirit is, if that just sounds a bit strange, I just encourage you to be open. In Luke 11, uh, it talks about prayer and it's talking about the Holy Spirit and it talks about it's a gift that God sends us and it talks about how God's a perfect father and if imperfect dads give good gifts, right? Some dads don't give good gifts because we forget, right? <laughs> but when I remember, my gifts are pretty good, especially to my kids because they're, they're the fun gifts to give. And if me, an imperfect dad, looks after my kids, gives good gifts to my kids, how much more would a perfect father in heaven give good gifts to us? And the gift it's talking about is the Holy Spirit. And so, whatever you've experienced or haven't experienced, think or don't think, uh, know the Holy Spirit is the gift from God, it's the Spirit of God, and it's a gift from God, it's not going to be awkward, misfitting, strained, it's only going to be amazing because it's from God, the same Spirit as God. And so, I just want to say that coming in today, just be open, be ready, Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, and uh, same character, God is love. That means the Holy Spirit is love, and it's a safe, it's, it's where we're meant to be. And so we're going to read Acts 2, which is the, the, the day the Holy Spirit came upon those followers of Jesus. So we're going to read from verse 1. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. So in Jerusalem, there were people, there were Jews from every nation. They gather back for these festivals and they're there and they hear their own languages. 
they're all Jews, but they all speak different languages. And they were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. And verse 9 and verse 10, it goes for all these different places where the people are from. And some of them we might recognize, and some of these places mean nothing to us, right? Because they've changed over the years. But what it's saying is these people from all around the world were in Jerusalem and heard the gospel in their own language. And so when Jesus said, you need to stay in Jerusalem, because that's why they were in Jerusalem. They, Jesus told his disciples, you need to stay here, right? You, you can't go, you need to stay here until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you're going to take the love and the news of Jesus throughout the world. And it wasn't just them. Jesus was waiting for all these other people to hear the good news of Jesus, because then they left Jerusalem and they went to the ends of the earth, right? And so it lists all these different places, and then, and we all, and they say from all these different nations, all these different cultures, and they say in at the end of verse ten, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done, and they stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other, but others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying they're just drunk. That's all. And then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as you, some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. <laughs> now, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel, which you'll find a, a small book in the Old Testament earlier in the Bible. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. Then they will prophesy, and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. And the sun will become dark, and the moon will turn blood red, and before that great and glorious day the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then Peter preaches a, a, a sermon almost with this huge crowd of, of listeners. And we skip ahead to verse 37. And it says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. <laughs> they don't usually say it's a long time. It must have been a long time. Strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. So here we are. They're in, they call it the upper room. They're in this room because Jesus told them, don't leave until you're filled with the Spirit. They're ready to travel around, talk about Jesus, pray for people. Jesus says, don't leave until you're filled with the Spirit. And they're all in this room. And I don't know what they're doing. I imagine they probably prayed sometime, but probably not all the time. They probably ate. And I don't know when, but it says the, the, the Spirit came upon them and it sounded like winning. And 
they spoke in different tongues and flames and, and they had something changed in them. Some kind of power, something different came upon them. Then in boldness, Peter preached and then 3,000 people followed Jesus. And again, we read they're from all the different nations and they went throughout the world. And this was really where the early church, the church began after Jesus. And this is what we remember at Pentecost. Let's pray, God. Let's have your way in us. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. We just invite you. We invite this gift, God. Give us this gift. We trust you. We trust your character. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. In the name of Jesus, amen. So who or what? Who, who's the Holy Spirit? <laughs> What's the Holy Spirit? They call it Holy Ghost sometimes. And that can be really confusing because that word means a whole different word now. Um, but you first see the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1, the first pages of your Bible. It doesn't just appear in Acts in this upper room. You see the Spirit dwelling over the waters when God created the earth. So the Spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come out of nowhere after Jesus died and rose again. Now the Spirit, the Spirit was around before Adam and Eve were around. Right. So the Holy Spirit is, is hovering over the waters. And in the Hebrew word for it, it means life. It means the way they understood the Holy Spirit was the invisible presence of God. So just like wind, you feel it, but you don't see it. You can see what it does, but if wind came by here, I might see your hair move, but I can't see the wind. Right? It means breath, life. It's the invisible presence of God. And you read it for the Old Testament. Um, Joseph, through the Spirit, can interpret dreams. Right? Uh, this, this artist was filled by the, the Spirit to create these special items for the tabernacle, their place of worship. Right? So the Spirit it, it empowered the prophets to prophesy. And the prophets looked ahead to one day where the Holy Spirit uh, would come and transform human hearts. And the Holy Spirit did it through Jesus. When Jesus is baptized, it says the Spirit came upon him. Uh, when he healed people, when he brought people back from the dead, it was the Spirit on Jesus. The, the early Christians said it was by the Spirit Jesus raised from the dead. Once Jesus rose from the dead, he breathed and they received the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you better not leave Jerusalem. In fact, don't leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit fills you. So the Holy Spirit isn't new in, in Acts. It's been there since the start. And this is where we pick it up. Tongues of fire. Gee, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Right? And uh, uh, we, sometimes we pretend like it doesn't read weird, but it does. It just seems really strange. And uh, we can admit that. We're not heretics to admit that. It's okay to admit that just, God, that just sounds a bit confusing. And fire, you've got to remember in the Old Testament, God was in a pillar of fire. So the Jews and Jesus' followers associated fire with the presence of God. Right. And then tongues, we'll talk about that in a bit, but... We've got to understand God's God. God's not like me and you. So he's probably going to do a few things that's beyond our understanding or our ways of doing things. If God was as limited as I am, that's not a very impressive God, right? And so we'll talk about that in a bit, but there's all this symbolism in it. You know, Jesus said, it's better for me to leave... So the Holy Spirit comes. Jesus said that, and Jesus is awesome. 
Right? Jesus is raising people from the dead. He's feeding 5,000 people plus their families. He's healing the lepers. He's doing everything. And then Jesus, God himself, says, it's better that I go back to heaven so the Holy Spirit comes. Because it's the same Spirit as Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is with each and every one of us. God is with us. And, and throughout the Gospels, throughout Acts, we read different things of what the Holy Spirit does. Or what the Holy Spirit does in us and through us. And this isn't an all-encompassing list, but this is just some of the things that's listed in Scripture. The Holy Spirit guides us into truth. That's pretty important, especially in our day. The Holy Spirit guides us into truth. The Holy Spirit's called our helper. I like that. That power. Wisdom and understanding. It says it's through the Holy Spirit we understand the Bible. We understand life. Comforter. That's a good one. Healer, provider. It says through the Holy Spirit there's signs and wonders. It's through the Holy Spirit that we experience God's love. It's through the Holy Spirit we have inner strength. It's through the Holy Spirit we have boldness, courage, freedom. Through the Spirit there's freedom, faith, hope. Holy Spirit does a lot in us. Talks about the gifts of the Spirit. In Corinthians, uh, just a few of them, the gift of discernment, of prophecy, of healing, of faith, that's to serve other people. It, it talks about, in Galatians, the fruits of the Spirit. So when we follow Jesus, what we produce, that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's the Holy Spirit in us produces these things. So the Holy Spirit does a lot. Speaking in tongues, a heavenly language, a gift God gives us. When we don't know what to pray, we can pray with the Spirit praying through us. I love it, because I often don't know what to pray for. Life can be a bit too complicated. I can be a bit too complicated. Sometimes I don't know what to pray for, and then the Holy Spirit prays through you. It's a language God understands. It's a gift. Through the Holy Spirit, we, we know and experience God more. Whether you're reading, whether you're praying, worshipping, listening to a sermon, if something comes alive in you, that's the Holy Spirit. It's through the Holy Spirit we experience God, His love, His peace, His joy. And then just like the early Christians, we're told to take this good news of Jesus to the world, to your family, to your community, to those you work with. Uh, when you experience Jesus, it's not meant to stay with you. We're called ambassadors, we're called to be a light. And we only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the disciples were told, don't leave Jerusalem until you're filled with the Spirit because they had a mission to go to the ends of the earth with the gospel of Jesus. But they needed the Holy Spirit. If we want our families, our communities to, to experience and know Jesus, we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit to take it there. So how do, you, how do you be filled with the Holy Spirit? Is it a once-off, one-and-done kind of deal? Is it a... You read through Acts and they're filled again and again and again. And these are like the best, most holy Christians. Like These are the top people. Like. And again and again and again they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and, but you think what the Holy Spirit does, it, it helps us know and experience God more. So it would make sense to know and experience God more. We've got to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. That'd make a bit more sense, wouldn't it? I want to know and experience God more, so I'm going to be filled with the, with the Spirit. They had a new mission to go places. They had to be filled with the Spirit. 
So it happens again and again because God's got new challenges. He's got new opportunities. He's got new experiences and understanding for us. So we've got to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. So it's not a one and done. It's not a once-off thing. It's again and again and again. So we've got to be filled with the Spirit to know and experience God, to understand God, to take Jesus out. We've got to be filled with the Spirit. But how does it happen? How? Is there some magic formula? Is there a special prayer? Do we have to be in a special room like the disciples and be doing something special? No. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's basically saying to be filled with God. And if you want to be filled with God, uh, get close to God. <laughs> if, I want a bit of, if I want a bit of Peter in my life, Peter, give us a wave if people don't know who you are. If I want a bit of Peter in my life, I want to get close to Peter. If I want to spend time with Peter, I'm not going to get any Peter. Right. We're going to go have coffee. We're going to have lunch. We're going to talk. We're going to get close. Or I'm not going to get me any Peter. Right. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you want to be filled with God, you're just going to get close to God. Read, pray, get to church. You're in the right spot. Worship. If you get close to God, you'll be filled with God. And sometimes there'll be a big wham, big moment where that's, those moments are cool. And you might be filled with peace. You might be healed. You might get a word from God. You might get some guidance. Other times, it might seem like nothing. Other times, it'll seem like nothing. It'll be something later. Other times, it'll seem like nothing. And you, you know what, don't know what's going to happen. But when you get close to God, He'll fill you with what you need. Because remember, the Holy Spirit is the same Spirit of God. And God knows you and me. God created you and me. He knows not just what we want, what we need. So the Holy Spirit knows what you need. <laughs> so you're not going to be in lack if you get close to God and filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's different. We all need different things at different times. Sometimes we need comfort. Sometimes we need comfort. Sometimes we need peace. Sometimes we need a miracle. Sometimes we just need love. And the Holy Spirit knows us and gives it at the right time. He's working ahead of us, within us. Holy Spirit. You know, after Peter preaches, this is the first, this is the next thing we read in Acts 2, verse 42. I think, Andrew. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and they shared their money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to the fellowship those who were being saved. That sounds pretty cool. And so they were filled with the Holy Spirit individually but something happened to them corporately. You know, you don't do faith by yourself. 
You might know someone saying, oh, I'll just follow Jesus, it's me and Jesus. Well, um, I don't mean to be blunt, but they're theologically 100% incorrect. Because we're called the body of Christ, we're called the church, we're called the community. Uh, we're not made to do it in isolation, it's not scriptural at all. Right. And so it would make sense that we're filled corporately and something God does something in us individually but corporately. And I love that the believers are filled with the Holy Spirit and then we read that how this community is existing. It's pretty cool. We're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us in a second, but just a few things I observe is they've got this incredible unity. They're meeting together at a temple, they're meeting in homes, they're sharing, they're getting along, and they're all probably really different, right? <laughs> the disciples themselves, one's a fisherman, one's a tax collector, one's a zealot, they probably all hated each other when they first met, and then somehow they're all doing life together. And I love how when it's the, when it's the early church, it's not just the men, because that's what it was in those days. If anything happened, it was just the blokes. But the women, the children, the slaves, the slaves weren't even considered human. Kids who had no value until they were about 10 years old where they could work, right? They used to live with the slaves until they were about 9 or 10. Because 50% of them would die by 10. And if they didn't die, they weren't useful until they were 10. So they lived with the slaves. But suddenly, they're brought into this community of church and there's this incredible unity and they're all different. It's like an orchestra. They're all different. There's this harmony when they're all filled with the Spirit. And they're filled with love and generosity. No one's in need. Right? They're looking after each other. And that makes sense because God is love. So if you'd be filled with the Holy Spirit, it makes sense that you'd be filled with love. So maybe if you're finding it a little bit tricky to love someone right now, you've probably got to get close to God and be filled with a bit more of God. Because God is love. Right. And they're filled with generosity. They're filled with love. They're growing in their knowledge and understanding of God together. It says all the believers were devoted. All of them. Not just not just the apostles, not just the pastors, not just those volunteering. Every single one of them was devoted to teaching, devoted to prayer, devoted to fellowship. See, we grow together. We grow in faith together. We're encouraged together. We pray for one another. We're meant to grow in our experience and Jesus together. And it says they grew numerically. Every day the Lord added to those who were saved. And let me tell you, I, I, love, I love my community. I love the York Peninsula. I love, I love our towns. I love our regions. And, and I know a lot of people who don't know Jesus, who aren't walking with Jesus. I know a lot. And God loves them far more than I do. <laughs> and the way God reaches often our world is through the church. He uses men and women of God to go out and love and share the gospel when they're filled with the Holy Spirit. So something happens individually when they're filled with the Spirit then something happens corporately when they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Tash, if you could just come on the keys, that'd be great. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit.
I don't know what that means to you, what it has meant to you. Remember, it's a gift from God. God sent it. Jesus said, it's better to leave that the Holy Spirit comes. I think in my life sometimes, I remember when I first, I can't even remember when I first started speaking in tongues. It just kind of happened over years. But I remember praying for people when it started. I remember being filled with peace. I remember being filled with God's love. I remember being filled with God's protection. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is God's hand on earth. Miracle, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear the voice of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Experience God by the power of the Holy Spirit. When a door opens, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. When there's breakthrough, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's looking after you and you don't even realize Holy Spirit is full of grace, full of love. Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit meets you wherever you are, knows what you need. I wasn't going to share this story, but I'll just feel to share. A few weeks ago, we, we ended up in hospital with our newborn for like a week. And, and it's all right. We'll have a little up in a few weeks, and it's all good now. But for a few days, it was a bit up in the air. And I didn't, I didn't pack accordingly, so I needed to go buy some more clothes. Right. <laughs> and so I was in Rundle Mall in Adelaide, and I was... Uh, I probably could be better processing emotions like probably 90% of men. And I was just very wound up on the edge. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. You're just tense. Where you're you're just just a bit wound up by things. I was a bit angry. I was a bit annoyed. I was a bit worried. Right? And then I almost made a grave mistake. I was in Rundamore and I was just wound up. And I'm, I'm actually quite a calm guy these days. Like I'm the least probably aggressive. I'm, I'm very mellow, but I never used to be, did I, Kerry? No. And then growing up, Kerry wouldn't come to my sport games. But, but I'm quite a mellow guy. And I was in Rundle and there was these two guys in their mid-twenties just being muppets. That's saying it nicely. And I was just, and I, that's it. I'm going to go tell them what I think they are. And, and there were a few levels up, and I went up, and I, I was on the hunt, and I was ready to, I was ready for a, I was just so wound up. Sounds hilarious now, and it is, but I, it was almost, and, and I, I went, and I found them, and they just disappeared. I'm like, where are they? they were, you got to understand, it was on the fourth level to my building, no one else was there, they were the only ones there. I went up to find them, to tell them what I think they were, and I was, I wasn't going to be that polite and Christian about it, and I was just so wound up by what was going, and I get there, and they're gone. And I'm just, I'm just standing there, alone on this floor, just, just, and I just breathed. And I just felt God saying, I'm with you. And I don't know where those guys went. I'm glad they disappeared because I wouldn't have, I don't know what would have happened, but I wouldn't have been pretty. And I would have made the whole week a lot more complicated. Right. 
But in that state I was, I wasn't ready to kind of pray for peace or wisdom. Oh, my head wasn't in a good enough space for that, right? But Holy Spirit, even in the grace and love of the Spirit, was, was there to protect. I'm convinced something... I was on a beeline and something, they just disappeared. Where you couldn't disappear. And the Holy Spirit just was just looking after me. Thank the good Lord. The Holy Spirit meets you where you are. If you're going great, awesome. He's going to fill you fresh. And he's going, there's even more incredible opportunities ahead for you. More power, more anointing. If you're struggling, if you're hurting, he's, he, he's got comfort for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pray for comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit. He's got comfort. He's got peace. He's got a word of knowledge. He's got love. Holy Spirit. And then it does something in us corporately, unifies us, fills us with love. So we can be the church that takes the good news of Jesus to our community because we can only do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. We're here. The body of Christ, the family of faith. We're so diverse, but we're unified in you, Jesus. And just like they were meeting in one place in that room and the Holy Spirit came upon them, Holy Spirit, we pray, we invite you to come upon us today. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy, just invite Holy Spirit to come. Just invite the Holy Spirit. Invite God just to fill you afresh of His presence. Just invite Him. It's a gift. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. 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 Fire of God, breath of God, life of God, living water. Advocate, helper, friend, counsellor, peace. Holy Spirit, fill Leslie and Daryl with your comfort. You are comforter. Fill him with your comfort, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. 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 New life, new experience, new understanding. God, we want to know you more. We want to experience you more. We do that for the power of your Holy Spirit. God, we want to see our community, our family, our friends. We want to see them know you. And it happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Got to pray for the gift of tongues in the name of Jesus. I wonder if you could do something for me. From where you are, it, it just start praying for different people. 
You don't have to go to them, but from where you're sitting, you just you know who's here, you can see people, just start praying for them where you are. You don't need to go to them, you don't need to tell them or touch them. Or, just from where you are, let's just start praying for one another. Because <laughs> we're the church, we're the body, we're a family of faith. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, fill. Holy Spirit, Peter and Judy, fill them. Julie, fill them. Heather, fill them. Beth and Randy, fill. Holy Spirit, Claudia, fill. Steve, Sarah, Jane, fill them. Holy Spirit, fill us. Walter, Eva, Shem, fill us. Pray for one another. Pray that they be filled with God's presence. Pray for our, our brothers and sisters and our family of faith to be filled with God's love, filled with God's presence, filled with God's anointing. God, pray for the kids and the workers out there. Fill them with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Understanding and knowledge of you. Holy, let's pray for one another. Let's pray for one another. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. You might know those who aren't here today, pray for them. Holy Spirit, come fill them afresh wherever they are whether they're sick, wherever they're away, whether they're doing something else, whether they're holding, filling with your spirit and your power. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. 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 inner strength, if you feel like you need inner strength right now, I'd actually love you just to stand where you are. I want to pray for you. If you feel like you need inner strength, it's one of the things the Holy Spirit does in us, gives us inner strength, a strength that we can't create or cultivate ourselves because we're limited, but He gives us the inner strength to endure, to persevere, to, to continue through. If that's you, I'd just, really, just love you to invite you to stand where you are. Holy Spirit, fill Him with your strength. Holy Spirit, fill them with your inner strength in the name of Jesus. God, you know their now, you know their future, you know their past. And God, I thank you that we're stronger. Uh, we, we need you, God. That's our cry. We need you, God. So I pray that you fill them with strength by your Spirit in the name of Jesus that they can walk through this season, that no matter what happens with the, the miracles now or in heaven, God, I pray that you fill them with your Spirit with your inner strength, God. And I just speak uh, upon that, Lord God, there's going to be new life. The walk will not be weary. Inner strength in the name of Jesus. Inner strength. Inner strength. Inner strength. 
inner strength. If you need freedom in an area, it might be in you, it might be in your family, it might be in something you're doing, or it might be in something else. If you just want to, if you want to see freedom in the area of your life, I just invite you to stand. Holy Spirit, I pray for freedom. It says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I speak your freedom, freedom in our minds, freedom in our thought processes, freedom in our families, God, freedom in our community. We prophesy and speak your freedom in the name of Jesus. Let it be in the name of Jesus, your freedom in the name of Jesus. I lift up minds. I lift up guilt, shame, stuff that's not from you, God. And I speak your freedom and life. Your freedom and your life. Your freedom and your life. God, I thank you for the gift of, of tongues. God, a Bible, different parts can be hard to get our head around, but it's a heavenly language. It's your spirit praying through us. It edifies, it builds up you in us, God. That's what tongues does. It builds up your spirit, your presence in us. But you pray through us, God, and it's a gift you freely give. And we understand sometimes it's beyond our understanding, but God, we just open our lives to you, God. And, and if, you, if, if you haven't spoken in tongues or you would like to do that and you might not be sure and that's okay but trust in who God is and his love and if that's you I just want if you just open up your arms in front of you and I'll just pray for him God I pray that you fill him with your Holy Spirit fill him with the gift of tongues God and just be open to God be open and church if that's you maybe we can help pray for this I pray that you just fill him fill him with this gift of tongues this gift this heavenly language where you pray through us you pray in us it edifies it says god it builds your spirit in us holy spirit pray for the gift of tongues one more thing i want to pray for and, uh, i was speaking to a few farmers a few weeks ago and they were getting a bit cranky because it hasn't rained yet then it rained so they're probably not cranky anymore but a rain brings life it brings growth and sometimes we can feel dry in our walk with God. And one of the things that, that's used as an image for the Holy Spirit is living water. Because it brings life, it brings refreshment. New growth. And I just feel uh, prophetically that there's a few that just feel dry. You just feel like you're just feeling a bit dry. Like you, you know God, you believe in Jesus, right? You're eternally secure, but you just feel a bit dry. I believe that it's just, there's this new life for you this morning. There's new refreshment, new living water through the power of the Holy Spirit. So one last, I'm actually going to ask you to stand. If that's you, I want you to stand. I'm just going to pray for you. God, with those who are feeling dry, I pray for living water, refreshment in the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. God, you don't, you don't stand at a distance and say, come to me. No, you, God, you meet us where we are. Holy Spirit, living water, power, fire of God, fill us afresh. Those standing, fill them afresh. Those sitting, fill them afresh. I speak new life, new experience, new understanding, living water, new growth in the seasons ahead. 
God will hear your voice. We'll see you move. God, living water refreshment. Because some have been waiting a while. But a moment of, of refreshment can change it. Living water, fill us. Holy Spirit, fill us. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh to take your gospel, your good news out to our community. That as we go, we'll see people differently. We'll see opportunities we didn't see before. We'll have words to say that we didn't have before. We'll have prayers to pray that we didn't have before. So God, we'll see people we know, sons and daughters, come back to you and know you, Jesus. God, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us in every day, every moment. So wherever we go this week, you're right within us. You're there for us. And for those speaking in tongues, you know, sometimes it happens in a moment. I remember I got Darren to pray for me when I was about six, and then somewhere along the line it happened by the time I was 12, and then it stopped and it started. Uh, I've prayed for people, and then five weeks later it happened in the shower. Like, you just... Oh, mine and my encouragement is, is just get close to God and just trust Him. That's, just, that's the, it's a simple way, but I think it's the best way. And let Him sort out the rest.